This is the Advanced Selling Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help business sales teams grow their business with modern strategies and philosophies. Now, your hosts, Bill Kasky and Brian Neal. Well, good day, everybody. This is Bill Kasky back at the Advanced Selling Podcast. You'll notice as you listen that there's a voice absent today. Yes, Brian Neal is not here. He will be back next time. He's out, as he likes to say, on assignment. He's been traveling back and forth between Denver and Indianapolis and California and Indianapolis, and he's busier than a one-armed paper hanger. So um, he will be back. But in the meantime, we've got a special show for you today. I've uh, Jill Van Arsdahl, who's our producer, has gone out to our LinkedIn group and asked anybody if they wanted to be on the podcast. And uh, we've got a couple of people who are going to be on today. I interviewed them a short time ago. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really interesting because we want to have, we want to do more of this where we have our LinkedIn group on the air to talk about issues, to ask questions. I think the conversation between our listeners and us is a little bit richer sometimes than just the conversation between Brian and I. So we're going to uh, turn it over. We got Ray and Chris who are going to be on today. A couple of things first, though. Gabe Buckner, one of our listeners, sent a real nice note about the email at book that he bought, uh, email at sellersguide.com. He uses the a deal has become stuck or stalled email a lot. He says he has sent out 31 emails with this format and has received 17 back with only one saying, let's end it totally. It keeps the conversation going. Thank you, Gabe, for that. Uh, one more thing. Let's see, We want to uh, say a shout out to Miles McKee. Miles McKee is the Miles McKee from Al- uh, Calgary, Alberta. Uh, yes, he has a thought on can relationship building be a learned or taught skill? And he says, yes, he thinks it can be. Been in sales career for 15 years, but started out as an accidental salesperson. This was not a skill that came naturally, but over the years, I've managed to become very good at relationship building. I use a variety of means, but the best and most effective is sincerity. Show your customers that you care about them professionally and personally, end up going a long way to build a strong relationship. Uh, you also gave me a great idea in your podcast. All of my customers have their own sales force. I'm going to email each of the sales managers I know at each customer with a link to your podcast. Very nice. That's nice. Uh, also, Scott Long. Haven't seen Scott for a while. Ran into him at Starbucks the other day, and we want to shout out to Scott as well. So we're going to start today's podcast with one of our guests, who is Ray Mullen. And Ray is from, uh, he actually is from Denver. He just moved to Dallas. And I'm going to run these consecutively here. Uh, Ray, we speak to first. It's about a five-minute interview, and then we move on to Chris Conry, and then I'll come back at the end. Well, today we're speaking with Ray Mullen. Ray is client executive at Netera Networks in Dallas. And Ray, welcome to the Advanced Selling Podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. You are a, uh, a I, I guess I shouldn't assume, you're a frequent listener to the Advanced Selling Podcast, right? Absolutely. And it looks like you've uh, bought some products from us and just bought email it, and that's really cool. And I appreciate, first off, I appreciate you listening. Yep. And uh, you are interesting because you have a blog. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your blog? So I have a blog called Ethical Sales Guy, and I started that at the beginning of the year. And the purpose of me starting the blog was just to, uh, to talk about products, not necessarily to be specifically pushing a certain product line or a specific company or a vendor, but yet to show value of you know people that I would meet in regards to technology and to hopefully use that as a selling tool later on down the road. So how has it, uh, has it helped you in your positioning uh, in, your, in your business? I wouldn't say that I've, I've received any kind of sales for it. You know, I think it's more of a long-term thing. First of all, I definitely enjoy doing it, and, and it kind of keeps me abreast to all the, the latest technologies. And then secondly, uh, I've had a lot more um, 
a lot more Twitter activity as well as LinkedIn. So I think my network is growing and uh, I get comments and responses from people. So I think ultimately it will be something that I can use to, to definitely talk to clients. But I, I think it's going to take time. I think it's probably looking at probably like a year, year and a half mm-hmm. until I would start to receive something back from it. But even in just a few months that I've been doing it, I've definitely received lots of uh, friend requests on LinkedIn and, and lots of really good comments that have actually enabled me to be a better sales executive. So I, I think I'm winning on both sides. So that's, I compliment you for that because, you know, Brian and I talk a lot about social media and blogging and being the expert, and I, I'm really happy. Uh, in fact, that's one of the reasons we selected you for this is because uh, you've, you're doing this, and I really hats off to you. Keep doing it. I know sometimes it feels like the proverbial monthly newsletter where you're like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to write today? But the more you write, the better you get, uh, and, the more, and the better you get, the more you're going to want to write. So it will pay dividends, maybe just not as quickly as you want, but – uh, keep doing it. That's awesome. What's the what's the uh, URL of the blog? It's uh, it's ethicalsalesguy.wordpress.com. Ethicalsalesguy.wordpress.com. Okay, so if there's also a link on to my uh, on my LinkedIn page as well. There's a link to it. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, well, for you listeners who are listening uh, to this, uh, make sure you go to Ray's blog and check it out. You had a question, and uh, you just moved to Dallas from Denver. Correct. And your question I thought was really good. It, it really applies not only if you have a geographical move where you're starting a new territory, but if you're new in sales or new to a, new to a territory itself. Uh, give, us, give us the question in, in 30 seconds. So my question is moving into a new market, even if you know the technology, the product that you're selling, um, just how to use um, LinkedIn or, or your blog or just, just basically how to start a new market in a new area even if you know the product you're selling, you know what, what kind of advice would you give of how to actually generate value and start getting the right clients uh, in front of yourself so you can show value? Okay, so the LinkedIn uh, connection. You, you are very strong on LinkedIn. Are you starting to create some local Dallas LinkedIn connections? Absolutely. I use the different groups, and then uh, you know, there's, there's certain professional organizations within the Dallas area that, uh, that I've definitely um, started, started communicating with and joining. Yeah. Okay. What is... Uh, you have a product or service, and I'm not so sure it matters what it is, but my question is, do you, have you written anything about that product or service, like the five mistakes people make when they explore the product or service you're selling or the, or the three biggest problems or the, a buyer's guide of any kind? You know what, I haven't, and, and I guess it's a little bit of a, a conundrum on my side, is that I've tried to be vendor agnostic and I've tried to use different manufacturers and I've tried to talk about the technology and not necessarily put push the one product that I sell because I want to come across that I'm not, you know, using the blog to necessarily just sell my product, but I'm more selling me. Okay. So I have not done that. Well, maybe I'm not speaking of the blog itself then, because okay. I understand that, but how long have you been in this, in the business, not in Dallas, but in the business in general? In technology, 15 yeah. years. In 50, sales, okay. uh, probably about nine months. So in technology, you've got a wealth of expertise yeah. and, and history and knowledge and experience. So the question is, is how can you how can you extract some of that that you have and put it into and again I don't know that it needs to be a blog I would suggest you go to uh, FedEx or somewhere and have someone create a little uh, article template for you and you write an article about the the biggest problems with implementing technology systems or something that can that can become viral so that you can maybe either put it on your LinkedIn page you can tweet about it. It, okay. it becomes content because here's what I see happen. And I don't know if this will work, but this is just first thing off the top of my head. A lot of times I think we, 
we're really good at getting followers and, and connections and LinkedIn and Twitter. We're really good at the getting. We're not so good at the, at the leveraging. Yeah, I would agree. And so uh, I was thinking that if you could write a very brief article, it could be, again, the, the five. Well, when I said that, did anything pop into your mind that maybe a pet peeve for you when you see companies struggle with a certain part of the, either the diagnostic process, the implementation process, anything come to mind? Yeah, it, it might be a little bit more general, but uh, from from a sales perspective, I think the main thing that that I see people like myself um, making mistakes on is trying to sell, trying to sell, trying to sell, um, and as, as your book describes it, not not listening to what their vision is and what their priorities are, and actually what they're trying to accomplish. And that's yeah. that's one of my goals is to try to be transparent and try to be a part of their team. Yeah, good, good. So maybe you could even write an article on um, what to look for in a, in a technology vendor or what to look for in a technology partner and come up with three things. If they, number one, if they don't ask you about your long-range goals, run like heck. Yeah. Uh, if they don't spend uh, at least 10 to 15 hours diagnosing the problem, then you have the wrong vendor. I mean, you could go into a little bit of detail on each one, but you could probably, I bet you'd start with three and probably come up with, with five or 10, and you could always add to it. It could be a kind of a work in progress. But then I think you can go to your LinkedIn group and you can offer this little, I wouldn't call it a white paper, but a, just a little article, or, and then let that circulate out. And then when you make a cold call, then what, you know, we always talk about uh, on the podcast about how we hate cold calls. But, you know, when yeah. if you're in a new market and you've got a telephone, then yeah. you're going to have to reach out at some point. And then you can reach out with the article as the offer or as the gift. To show some value. To show some value. And, and you know, there's been a lot of discussion on the uh, Advanced Selling Podcast LinkedIn group about, well, what are you talking about value? Well, you know what? Value doesn't mean that you're going to give them 100 hours of your time. It means that you're going to give them information that helps make their buying decision a little bit easier or informs them or educates or makes them, as Jay Abraham says, makes them a little bit more sophisticated of a buyer, whether you sell to them or not. And I think if I'm new in a territory, that's the first thing I'm going to do is publish something so that then I can get that thing circulating quicker than maybe me making a phone call, you know, 10 times a day. Okay, that's good. Thank you. Yeah. By the way, we're talking with Ray Mullen, a client exec at Netterra Networks, and he's in Dallas. And go to his uh, WordPress site, which is ethic, uh, blog site, I mean, ethicalsalesguide.wordpress.com. Ray, it's been great having you on the program. Keep listening. Thanks a lot, Bill. Appreciate okay, it. see ya. Well, part two of our uh, Reach Out to Our Podcast Listener series. That's a very clever thing, isn't it? Uh, we're talking today with Chris Conry. Is it Conry or Conray? It's Connery. You hit it right on the nail the first time. All right. Chris is a partner at VUR, V-U-U-R-R, in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. He's also CEO at Postmodern Sales and also, we're happy to say, is a podcaster at DontSellMeBro.com. You can get access to his podcast, DontSellMeBro.com. Chris, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Tell me what prompted you to do a podcast. Uh, my, my co-host, Dave Cook, he's a sales trainer here in Phoenix, and we've been friends for a little while now. He uh, reached out to me and says, hey, there's a podcast studio at your office there at Gangplank. You know, why don't we get together and try to, you know, put some content out and uh, see if maybe we can bounce some things off each other and you know, see what happens. And uh, I was like, you know, I was actually having the same idea. So we sat down last January for the first time and started recording. A little over a year later, we've got some episodes out, out there on the Internet. We're, we're having a good time doing it. You don't steal stuff from us, do you? 
I have not actually. I only started recently listening to your podcast oh, okay. about uh, about a month ago. Okay, good. Well, we're glad you're a listener, and I was just kidding about that. Uh, so our topic today is uh, we talked a little bit before we went on, and you and your co-host do some sales training and development and consulting and coaching, and uh, as I understand it, primarily with smaller businesses. And, and many times with businesses whose CEO really didn't grow up wanting to be in sales, but all of a sudden they're in sales. Exactly. And you also said that uh, the, the prospecting, I think I mentioned prospecting is kind of the, the um, biggest pain. So let's talk about that for a few minutes today. Um, what do you see, what, 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 what do you find is the, is the cause of the problem of prospecting? Because we've been getting a lot of action on our LinkedIn uh, groups about prospecting in the right way and the wrong way, and there's all these different opinions, and at some point you just have to take action. But what are you hearing from your clients? Sure. So most of them find the whole concept of cold calling or, or even identifying who their prospects should be is really uncomfortable because, like you said, they, they, they aren't natural-born salespeople. So they've kind of found themselves either thrust in this role as a business owner or they're looking to find someone to fill that role, and so they don't know enough about you know, what prospecting should look like uh, or how to do it the right way uh, to either do it themselves or to help someone be accountable. Uh, so that's a, it's a very uncomfortable feeling for a lot of people that, oh, how do I reach out to people that don't already know me and try to you know, push my product on them without being that you know, slick-back, greasy, used car salesman stereotype. It's just an uncomfortable feeling for a lot of people to put themselves out there that way. You know, I, I see a lot of times people say they don't want to be that person that, that they, uh, they're, uh, you know, they're turned off by, and yet, without any other way to do it, they go out and are that person. We, we have the same, same experience. It's, uh, it's the default state that we all, yeah. you, you grab a 10-year-old off the street, that's what a salesperson is, and that's what they see. And so that's kind of what people revert to without having a, a better option. So why don't I, uh, I, I taught a class this morning on this very topic, and why don't I give you just a, a couple minutes on that, and then while I'm talking, maybe you can think of something that you come back and tell your people with. That way our listeners can maybe get the best of both worlds here. Is that, does that sound like a fair deal? I like it. We have a, a group of, I would call them non-sales people, who are calling on medical practices. And the medical healthcare business is really in turmoil now because a lot of these doctors and clinics, they really don't know what's coming with the new healthcare laws and all that. So they're, in many ways, they can be paralyzed. And sometimes the paralysis forces them just not to see salespeople. And then the, the salesperson comes in, in my case, these uh, liaison comes in and, and tries to convince them to send people their way, refer business, et cetera. And when you are in that convince and persuade mode, you end up doing, to me, a lot more harm than you do good because you just look like every other farmer rep who comes in, and nothing against farmer reps, but, you know, they have kind of a, a questionable reputation sometimes. That's the last person you want to be like or want to mirror. So I said the way to get your attitude right around this is that you've got to, you've got to draw the 80-20 rule. And the 80-20 rule is 20% of the people in the world, in the market, in your market in a city like Indianapolis, are prospects or, or great clients. 20% are, should fall off the face of the earth. They're never going to buy. They won't buy, no matter how cheap you are, no matter how good-looking you are. They're just not going to, either because they have a prior relationship or other reasons. It's that 40 to 60% in the middle that you've got to start to diagnose and say, okay, of these 40 to 60% in the middle, who could become a client? Who really have the attributes, not just the demographic like they're the right size for us, but who is open-minded, who, uh, who gives me access to their people? Who can I even get access to? And what I see a lot of times, salespeople and non-salespeople alike, is we take this, 
we take this fact that someone's not buying from us as some kind of a personal vendetta and challenge, and we will, we will go to our grave trying to sell someone. All we needed to do is walk in the door next door, and there's 10 people there with money waiting to buy. And so I was trying to bring this to their attention that really selling is a lot less selling and convincing and persuading and a lot more sorting out, S-O-R-T-I-N-G, sorting out who the prospects are from the lookalikes. Absolutely. I think that's that's a a great bit of advice. The the other thing that that I've been known to tell people is be persistent without being overly pushy in the sales anyway. And what I mean by that is you've got to be willing to hear no a couple times to figure out which these ones are the ones that are just saying no out of habit or they're saying no because they're never going to buy from you. And you got to listen for all the, the signals and all the, the body language and all the stuff that, you know, us sales guys have learned over and over again for the basic things that are like, okay, this guy's really just saying no because his default answer for any sales walks in the door is no versus this guy saying no because you're never going to steal his business from, you know, the big guy down the street. Right. Or else. And, and, you know, being aware of those signals and aware of those differences is, is one of those things that only comes with experience. So you just got to keep doing it until you get door slammed in your face a few times. Yeah, it's good. Good point. And we're talking with Chris Connery today. Uh, Chris is uh, CEO at Postmodern Sales and also a podcaster at don't, uh, don't com. You can listen. He's out of Phoenix, Arizona. Chris, I've enjoyed our time today. I know it's been short, but we'll try to do it again sometime. We have a little bit more time. Thanks for calling in and for being a listener, and good luck with your podcast. Thanks a lot, Bill. Have a great one. I hope you enjoyed the interviews with Ray and Chris. And, you know, again, as I said at the beginning, we're going to start doing more and more of that because we want to put our listeners on the air. I think they deserve that. We've got a great listenership, and the LinkedIn group continues to grow. Thank you for all your questions and comments. And the reason we picked, uh, selected these two today was because prospecting was on their mind. And I know that's been a, an ongoing thread uh, in the LinkedIn community about prospecting and lead generation and business development, all things around that. We're going to keep uh, continue to do that. Uh, we've got Marshall Goldsmith, who's going to be on next week, and he's written a book called uh, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And he used to be, a, and he still is, a leadership consultant and author, but he's uh, starting to move into the sales arena. He has some very good thoughts for you. Hope you have a great week. Make sure you connect with us at uh, the Advanced Selling Podcast LinkedIn group and also at listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com if you have a shout-out or a question. See you next time. Brian will be back next week for you Brian Neal fans. Bye. This has been the Advanced Selling Podcast presented by Kasky Achievement Strategies, Indianapolis. Join us each time we record a new podcast by going to iTunes, 